Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is one of the charming things about Harry, whereas William is dutiful and sticks to the protocols and that Harry goes off message a bit. Megan is... There are times she behaves more like a celebrity than a royal, and I think that that is, you know, how can she do otherwise? That's what she's been for years. I think we'll see another child fairly promptly. Obviously, Megan's 38. They've said they want to. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking about Harry's upcoming 35th birthday, whether he's grown up, and the challenges that lie ahead for him. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Ange. How are you going? God, I can't believe Harry is turning 35. Oh, no. It just seems like <laughs> yesterday that little boy was walking behind his mum's co- uh, coffin when he was 12, and now to think that he's a man of 35, it's extraordinary. Um, how happy is he right now? I think... Look, he is elated at have it being a father. Clearly, we saw that the morning after Megan had given birth, and that beautiful sort of unexpected statement where he was in front of the horse stables. I think we and all fell in love with him a little did. bit more that day. Oh, he was so appreciative of women, and I think you know this is one of Megan's influences on him. She's she's a woman who knows herself, and she knows what she wants, and she says what she wants. And you know, he would have seen her go through birth and he he was just I love the way he was so unchecked about it and this is one of the charming things about Harry whereas William is dutiful and sticks to the protocols and that Harry goes off message a bit we've seen that in a you know, to his detriment in the past, and things like the Nazi uniform and mm. the nude, <laughs> nude partying in um in where was he? He was in uh, Florida. No, not Florida. He was in, in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. That's right. A party boy um history. But gosh, he's changed, hasn't he? I mean, he's still a man we adore. His earnestness. Look, when when I saw him in Sydney at the um, Australian Geographical Awards events, and it was just a meter from him, and I heard him speaking to people. His level of knowledge, interest, enthusiasm is wonderful. I mean, he's made for the royal job, even if it's a job that he doesn't really want. But I think he's really brilliantly repurposing it for his area of interests. So he's used the royal mantle and sort of directed it into areas that he genuinely is interested in and into areas that will sustain him. It must be sometimes very hard to be a royal and to find your vision and your purpose and he seems to be doing that. Megan is a great uh, person to have on board for that. They both have the same sort of cohesion of values and the same things that they want to achieve. So I think professionally, um, if you can call being a royal a a professional role, I think that he's made that his own. I think he, you know, we can see from his interview in Vogue with Jane Goodall about environmentalism and and wildlife. He has his charity, Centre Bali. He's interested uh, in taking on the landmines cause that his mother um, uh, so memorably uh, was involved with. You know, he's a man who wants to make a difference and anyone that makes a difference has a has a sort of 
steely purpose underneath their ordinary everyday life. So I think that, you know, he does have this this very structured duty bound life, but he's he's very much made it his own. Yeah, hasn't he just? Mm. Of course, though, I know you mentioned the 12-year-old boy we saw walking behind the coffin. How much of an impact do you think his mum's death still has on him? I think she spent many years showing those boys that being a royal meant, yes, there were things that were expected of you, but that you were also allowed to have fun. I mean, the way that she lived her life with them, the theme parks, the... um, you know, the wonderful story about Harry wanting um, dessert for breakfast and her writing on a little post-it note to the kitchen that, yes, that was okay. I mean, she ensured that he had fun. She ensured that it wasn't all just responsibility. Gosh, does he miss her? Look, at Angela Levin, who's um, actually a former colleague of mine in London, she uh, has written a uh, biography of of Prince Harry, and she says that there's still a vulnerability and a sadness uh, about him. In fact, she's she's talking in the New Idea Monthly magazine about Harry at 35, and she says, you know, that that sadness and vulnerability is what's endeared him to so many people of all ages and types around the world, and that's the reason why Meghan needs to feel. Well, sometimes feels motherly towards him. I think it's interesting that he's chosen an older, oh, you know, not older, but a couple of years older <laughs> woman to be his wife, but someone who really knows herself, who has a purpose herself. I think she's, you know, I'm not saying that she's replaced his mum, but it's interesting that he's chosen someone very like his mother in terms of having a, a, a very innate uh, sense of wanting to do well. Yeah, and I think it's sort of interesting to see now having children of his own, how that sort of changed him a bit. It has. Look, he desperately wants privacy, as we know. And look, a lot of the criticism uh, targeted at them is that it's Megan that wants the privacy. It's not at all. And Angela Levin says this in her book, that actually it's Harry that's steering this. I mean, Harry, if you asked him... If he wanted to be royal, as as has been done in the past, he says, you know, no, it's not what he would want for his job. So he's tolerating being in an – well, not tolerating. He's repurposing the environment he lives in to, to be meaningful to him, and I think that's very clever. Look, I think, you know, he does want this privacy. How he now manages the need for privacy versus the public expectation of him is – is going to be interesting going forward. I don't think they've got it quite right for the last year. I think um, they've almost said too much. You know, there's almost – you don't need to foreshadow an event like at the birth and the christening. I don't think we need to be told. We just need it to unfold in a way that fits within – what what generally happens with the royals, but that they can add a twist to it if they want. So, for instance, I don't think they needed to say that we weren't going to get information around the birth until a few days later. I think they just needed to put out the statement as they did. Then Harry gave that little press release. And then a few days later, they, they came out. That was perfectly fine. We didn't need to hear beforehand what we weren't going to get. And I think better management of that sort of thing will aid both of them. Uh, look, they are targets at the moment. It's it's become sort of Kate's, Kate and William are the good, good guys. Um, and Harry and Meghan are, are certainly being uh, widely criticised. And we know that this is having an impact on Meghan, at least, because in her conversation with Pharrell Williams, she said, you know, they don't make it easy. And, and my view of that is that she meant perhaps the public, perhaps the press, um, but certainly that, that there were some struggles behind the scenes in terms of how they are viewed. Look, I think she's very th- strong. I think she's possibly stronger than he is. Um, I hope that they can turn inwards to each other. I think that these next couple of years, as they move out of this stage of 
you know, the first throes of love and into being new parents with, and they will be very hands on to being tired, to having to, like the rest of us, manage duty with, with child rearing. Um, however many staff you have, there's still that, that pull between the different roles in your life. Um, I do hope they knit together. I think the fact that they're being critiqued so widely on so many issues hopefully means that they're turning to each other and turning inwards um, and that they're taking seriously some of the criticism and will will deal with that. But look, they're a strong unit and I Harry Harry clearly, clearly loves his wife and I think she she loves him too. I hope that we can start seeing, you know, for instance, when they go to South Africa, we can see the work that they're doing. So there's more um, optics on what they're doing than who they are. I think what's also really interesting is that they're using their Instagram to great effect. So they're, they're highlighting the many causes. So into that void of, of you know, the, the, the growth and interest for royal stories and royal news has just escalated since Megan came onto the scene. Now, that's almost like a beast that needs to be fed. They're feeding it quite smartly by turning the agenda onto the work that they're doing. And I also like in the last couple of weeks that they've they've started um, posting inspirational quotes. Now, some people hate inspiration, well. <laughs> inspirational quotes, but I actually really love them. Yeah. I find them just a nice way, you know, they're just a, a little p- message to take into your day and I thought it was gorgeous that they started one uh, with one from uh, Princess Diana and I'm going to read it to you because I think it's a lovely very simple little um, quote that they so that this is the first one they put on their Instagram and if you don't follow them on Instagram you absolutely should because you see it sort of counteracts the criticism around lots of things that that uh, that they get berated for. This actually shows the work that they're doing on a daily basis. But I love this quote. It says, carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward, safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you. I think that's a, a lovely ethos. The next one that they posted was from Desmond Tutu. Um, South African, obviously. Uh, do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good that put together that overwhelm the world. I love it. You know, I, th- I think they want to make a difference. They they want to be seen as separate to Kate and William, who, who of course, have, are going to take over uh, after Charles, uh, whenever that may be. But, uh, yeah, I, I look, I think they're doing a, a great job and, and trying to cope with that criticism can't be easy. No, it must be so difficult. I couldn't imagine being in that almost fishbowl, I suppose. Well, that's what, what he talks of. That's what he says. He says, you know, it has been um, like a fishbowl and he'd give anything to not be in that fishbowl. Um, but unfortunately, that is how it is. But, you know, things like their Instagram and and staying on, you know, just focusing on what it is that they do rather than how they're perceived, I think will um, will set them, stand them in good stead. Yeah, I agree with you there. There's also been a lot of criticism of Harry moving away from William and Kate, but one expert believes this is a good thing. What What are your thoughts on that, Ange? Yeah, I think it is. And this is uh, Angela Levin, who I've been talking about, the, the um, who's written Harry Conversations with the Prince. Now, she says, and I think this is actually spot on, she says it's perfectly reasonable for a newly married man in his 30s to want to follow his own path alongside his wife. For years, he was always the extra one along with William and Kate. It's good for him to work out what he and Meghan want to achieve and the causes they wish to support. I completely agree with it. You know, he was a lot of the time the sort of third wheel, both in, yes, in, in a professional sense, but also personally. And, and Angela Levin's correct in saying that it's totally normal for them to separate their household. 
effectively two businesses with different purposes. And I think we just need to get used to it. Look, Megan is, there are times she behaves more like a celebrity than a royal. And I think that that is, you know, how can she do otherwise? That's what she's been for years. She had to she had to get noticed. That's what you do when you're an actress. You have to get, you know, you have to publicize yourself and the work that you do. So we've got to remember she's she's making the transition from an actress trying to get magazine covers to being a royal who's trying not to get that sort of attention or, as she's done with the Vogue cover, try to use that attention in a in a positive way. And she's doing that really well. She could easily have gone on the cover of Vogue, but she chose not to. Very wise you know, choice. To be honest with you, the editor would have wanted her on the cover, as we both know. That's what he would yes. have wanted. He wouldn't, you know, did he really want, you know, 15 well known to semi obscure people on his cover with a little mirror so we could all look at ourselves? Probably not. To have the Duchess of Sussex on your cover would be a high, much greater coup. But she's clearly prosecuted her case and said, no, I don't want to do this. And, and, and she's, she's got her way. So I think she is a force, but Equally, I think he is too. And I think, I think they can be dynamic if they make good choices. They're well managed. They have good staff around them and they understand that they almost preempt what the public will think before they're forced to deal with the consequences of their decisions. And I think that there just needs to be a little bit more planning, a little less off, uh, off message. You know, it's not hard to be on message. It's, it's not, Hard to just say. Actually, we're um, we've just had a baby <laughs> instead of you know foreshadowing it all the time. I, I think there's there's a lot of streamlining that can go into their processes and and to the way they do publicise things. Look, the trip to Africa is going to be really helpful in terms of um, rehabilitating some of the little quirky things around. Not quirky, but the the criticisms around their image. But all in all, oh my gosh, imagine if all of us had to make decisions not just about what we were going to do, but how we were going to execute them every single day, it would be difficult. You know, you and I can go and jump onto any transport we like. We can eat what we like for lunch. We can raise our children how we want to. Imagine if every single tiny decision you made, every time you stepped out, whether you're baby was face was pressed too much into your chest or whether you were carrying it the wrong way or you know whether your dress is see-through whether your hair looks terrible whether you've worn those earrings before you know whether there's inconsistencies in your views that scrutiny is extraordinary and wouldn't imagine it be a horrible way to live so i i think that they're doing the right thing and just focusing on what makes them feel fulfilled and where they can make a difference in the world and those things thankfully work very well together yeah, I think that's a great thing for them to do as well. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be a natural progression away from Will and Kate. It's oh, just of the course. way life works. Yes, exactly. And also the different people. You know, if you look at any family and the eldest child and the youngest child will be completely different, which is why it's very rare for two children to do exactly the same jobs, have exactly the same personalities, marry exactly the same sort of person and raise exactly the same sort of children. It just doesn't happen in normal families. So why are we <laughs> no. expecting some kind of you know, sort of carbon copies of each other, brothers in the royal family. Just ludicrous idea. Yes, I agree. Mm. But they've also received a bit of criticism as well, particularly Harry, that he's an eco-hypocrite because... Yeah. Well, well we saw that he um, recently that he, he had this sort of private jet lifestyle. I think he'll see sense on this and reconcile it, as, you know, just to... to recoup briefly he went on three trips uh in as many weeks 
on private jets. Now they cost a lot of money, huge uh, fuel consumption. And he's the guy that said, look, you know, uh, just a month earlier had said every little choice we make makes a difference. Well, yeah, it does make a difference what what sort of uh, mode of transport you use. No one's <laughs> suggesting they get on some a Greyhound bus to the south of France. But um, I think that they can they can travel in, in less um, sort of elevated means to get yeah. to the places and they want to go. We have seen some of the royals on, you know, yeah. public planes and flights exactly. like that before. I, and I think we should be seeing more of that. Uh, I think that's what we will end up seeing. But um, look, you know, I I hesitate. They have received a lot of criticism and I want their marriage to work. So some of us perhaps do need to lay off. Yeah. And what do you think the next decade will look like for the Sussex family? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think we'll see another child fairly promptly. Obviously, Megan's 38. They've said they want to, so we know, you know, I think it's quite a smart <laughs> thing to say what you're going to do because no one's then going to speculate for years and years afterwards. <laughs> um, I think we'll see them have another child. I think they'll actually do a really good job of um, – balancing family life with the work that they do in the Commonwealth. I think they'll be a force in the Commonwealth. And the fact is that if you're looking after Commonwealth countries, then you get a lot of support. Like if you're going to be touring the various countries of the Commonwealth, then you, you sort of spread your net wide. You're seen more globally, which suits Megan's um, emphasis and personality. I, th- I think that the work that they want to do around multiple charities and multiple interests, I mean, that Megan's work providing clothes for women who are returning to work uh, through that particular charity and, and getting retailers on board with outfits so that they can go to job interviews is is a brilliant charity. And, and I love the way that there's these sort of big ticket global items um, in terms of sustainability and, and uh, women's issues. And yet then there's these really sort of small niche things that they yeah, follow. I love because that was a charity I'd never heard of no, before. I didn't a, know things like that existed. Yeah, and, and the rehabilitation of women from prison so that they mm. are purposeful in communities. I think that will just expand and that they'll bring a lot of attention to that. And that is the whole purpose of being famous really is to be able to shine a light on it. Angelina Jolie's done it brilliantly. You know, you can have someone like Princess Anne doing this work and she is tireless and she's done this brilliant work for the royal family. But her the level of connection and interest in her as a person is so much less than, say, William and, uh, and Harry and Kate and Meghan, that if you take that celebrity and that fame and you repurpose it in a way that's very visual for people, um, then they start to care about the things you care about. And I think these two have got the potential to do that more than anyone else on the global stage at the moment. I think they're, they're, there's um, there's cohesion in their viewpoints. Uh, they're well-researched. They know what they're talking about. It's very relatable. It's very social media friendly. You can, you, you know, it's in the old days we would trail around after the royals in a sort of royal pack that had accreditation and we'd go on a tour and we'd be allowed to see this and that. They're putting this out all themselves now so that they can disseminate their messages and the work that they do every minute of every day if they want to, which means it has tremendous cut through and it, it means that they focus on the things they want to rather than the dress that Megan's wearing or her earrings. And so the capacity for them to get cut through with their message is enormous if they can manage that with um, with a good team they'll be invincible. Yeah, and we'll certainly be looking forward to watching what they get up to for the next decade, won't we? I think so very <laughs> much. I, it's hard to think, you know, in a decade's time, Harry will be coming up uh, 45, which is, uh, 
You know, it's wow. hard to think that he'll be, you know, nearing the half century. But I hope <laughs> it all goes well for them. I, I really do. I think that that they, more than anything, after the loss that he suffered as a child, he deserves happiness. And and let's just hope that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. Great to be here. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly, which is on sale now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.